we made Greek coffee, Woo. which is known as a TikTok foam coffee, by the way. Cheers. Oh, that's good. Hmm. There's something about that oat milk that makes it so creamy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And aside from the fact that it's already frothy too, you know, like I thought you're gonna be like, aside from the fact that I'm lactose intolerant and we shouldn't be drinking regular milk. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I mean, it's not thankfully. So anyway, hi Sarah. Hello. Do you want to bring your mic up? I do. So it's closer to your face. I just realized that. I I really because it's just it's gonna be me yelling and then. Yeah, well, I'm sure that's what the people want. Screaming. <laughs> I'm gonna find a way to no. isolate that. That he's not. I'm, gonna, I'm not giving I'm you gonna, the raw files. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to upload it. I'm just going to upload the final version. Mm-hmm. Just like how you did with me. So. Me editing only. <laughs> Is that why? Is that why? Because mm-hmm. you hold the power, I see. The power. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. I'm this on is too much. coffee high, Sarah, right now. Hell yeah. See, it doesn't take much. I haven't had coffee in one whole day. So. Uh, this is my third cup at this point. That's chaotic. Your chaotic energy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. To Cryptids and Mystics. Boop, 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 boop. And we love to see it. And we're actually face-to-face for this one. We get to one. see each other again. Yeah. No more COVID scares. <sighs> I've missed you, friend. I missed you, too. Mm. It's been a minute. It feels like it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think before we jump into anything, I need to know, because I haven't talked to you in a minute, how have you been? Um, I'm... Fine. Look at me looking at the camera. Like, yeah. mm. Doesn't sound very convincing. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm just like tired all the time because I'm not used to the time change. Yes, we live in California. We have a the fucking time, time change. change. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it here. Like, <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't fucking get used to it, and I don't know why. So I've been struggling with like my sleep pattern. Um, just yeah. chilling. Got some good news at work. So. Oh. I get to like move up in position, so I'm start training and get a pay raise, and that's cool. I don't know if I want to be stuck in insurance for the rest of my life, but you know, like it's better than not making money in the meantime. That's absolute fact, right there. Yeah, I gotta pay my bills. Yep. <laughs> you know, our good looks ain't gonna do it. Yeah. Well, I wish they would. Hmm. Hmm. Uh. See now, you know what we're filming now. See, they know now. Uh, by the way, for the people that are just listening, yeah, we are just we're we're filming too. See the advantage of having a Patreon. That's right. You get to see, you know, Beauty and the Beast over here while we're uh, <laughs> doing this. I'm the Beast. Just so you. shut the hell up. <laughs> they, if, if well, again, if you if you have Patreon, you can see the video of me pointing with who I I'm... do look like an absolute beast today. I have no makeup on. The fact that I have to wear a baseball cap all the time we do this should tell you <laughs> that's on that you. that's that's my that's, that's my your personal baseline. style signature. I think that's not the same as hiding yeah anything. we did talk about it if i ever became a ghost i would have some sort of baseball cap For on sure. so yeah i was thinking like la daughter's one well i've got one but yeah. uh you know dia de los muertos themed so. uh, it's very cool see look at that right there see that Ayo. thanks to my sister you know she gave that to me for my birthday so. oh that's nice yeah my birth yeah yeah i'm gonna say my birthday i'm gonna have to edit out these sounds of me drinking what i tell you about these sounds we <laughs> need this asmr podcast all organic free range cage free <laughs> chickens here okay we will no. make that into a sticker one day that's chickens, so. i'm chicken shit if that counts or anything. no <laughs> <laughs> on a cold platter <laughs> well that's why i don't watch scary movies i told you oh my god she'll eventually 
appreciate me for who I am one day. No, we're gonna make him watch scary movies. No, I already told you. And if you one. donate to Patreon today, mm-hmm. you can get Manny to watch. Scary nice movies. plug. I love that. <laughs> this is why she's the pro, and I'm uh, merely just uh, some guy that does a show with her. Uh, I turned it down a little, and it looks way better. <laughs> Although I noticed that, like, when I listen to it, like on Apple Podcasts, it's low. Yeah. But when I hear it, like <clears throat> when I'm doing it, like I'm editing, it uh-huh. sounds loud as fuck. I wonder. I wonder if it's because we're wearing headphones. Maybe I don't. know. Like when you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, are you using headphones or just like through the car stereo? Um, both. Okay. So I don't know. Because I do the I we listen to it on the car stereo. Oh, okay. Because you know Aaron has to. Oh, you could bump it in the car. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, it's clear as day in the car, but it's less loud on the headphones. This show is as good as oldies, so... <laughs> Absolutely not. Don't <laughs> shit on oldies like that, because I'm from Monte, and I love oldies. I love oldies, too. That's what I'm saying. I say that's, that in a positive way. That's what has... How dare you? Come back to, Fucking like, Zap and Roger, baby. Let's go. More can, bounce uh, to the ounce. You can take the girl out of the body, but you can't take the body out of the girl. Let me tell you. That can happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I think we've been pretty rude, sir. We haven't asked how everyone's doing, so... How are you guys? They said they're pretty good. They miss us. They want more episodes. Miss you guys, too. Oh, wow. Thank you. Miss you guys, too. Miss you guys, too. Trust (laughs) me. But it's good to be back. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple weeks. One week week since you looked at me. (laughs) I can't help it. You waited too long. You left a big pause. (laughs) Now you could ever make fun of me. Mm for taylor swift ever again no because that's no. way better than taylor swift yeah because i'm sure everyone knows about bare naked ladies <laughs> i do and then na- the name if you're from the 90s you know about bare naked, bare naked ladies, ladies the band not like people i have a serious question for you before we do any other i'm scared sort of business do you have a favorite oreo oh um <laughs> she thought it was gonna be serious <laughs> i'm pretty basic honestly like i love a regular oreo and none of this double stuff shit like i think the ratio is perfect and anyone who fucks with it is rude that's fair and i do eat the cream off first and then i eat the cookie pieces okay that's yeah. how you do it no, i mean that is the way to do it andrew would agree with you on that one for correct. sure correct. that's yeah a correct child y- y'all get it y'all get it <laughs> um yeah i'd have to agree probably the og yeah you know, because, like, double stuff for me is, like, too much. Too much. And, like, um, yeah. just I don't like, God. like, the birthday cake ones. Those are too sweet. The fucking golden ones are bullshit. That's, like, white chocolate. That's a, that's a travesty to it's humanity nasty. with that shit. It's Honestly, so nasty. You it reminds me of, like, you know, when we were little in, like, elementary school and they gave you, like, off-brand cookies and they were, like, eat these. And you're, like, <laughs> this is the worst snack I've ever had. You know, uh, who, who does Oreos? Is it Nabisco? Or... Nabisco. Okay. Yeah. Nabisco probably paid attention to, uh, you know, Parkview for a minute. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, that's... That's how you save money, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's make let's make this trash cookie mm-hmm. and give us some sort of bougie name, yeah. and people are gonna gravitate towards it because it's gonna remind them of their childhood. That's what I think. We went to the same elementary school, by the way, different yeah. years, but yeah. That's how far back, really, we go. <laughs> if you want to be honest about it, yeah. that means that you were in the same elementary school when Amy was there because she transferred when I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were in sixth or seventh. I think so. Sixth, sixth, sixth grade, yeah. Yeah. So it was your yeah. last year. Yeah. And it was her last year on the little kid side because ours was split up like first through third grade was one side and mm-hmm. they had one lunchtime and then fourth through sixth grade was another side. You know, 
that sounds very problematic when you say it that way. Like, <laughs> it was her last year on the pit side <laughs> when you were there. And I'm like, you guys are just not like a groomer. <laughs> like, God, dude. Well, like, listen, you dated her when she was a freshman and you were a senior. And some people don't like that. Just saying. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean. You weren't like an adult adult. Even now, I'm not an adult adult. I'm 37. <laughs> You're I don't only feel. three years apart. Like, it's not a big deal. It's not like those people that are like 12 years apart. That's a little problematic. I think that's problematic no matter where you are in life. Yeah. Like, if someone's 60 and the other person's 48, that's weird to me. Like, well, hold on. That might be a little different. Because at I that point, honestly, I would say, like, if you were, I guess in, for me, if you're younger than 18. Yes, it is. That's at weird. any point. But I, I don't care what state you're in. I, I don't care. I also think it's weird if you're dating someone that is like under 21 and you're over 20 like not like a couple years gap but like if you're 10 years apart so let's yeah. say you're 32 years old and you're dating a 20 year old that's creepy to me yeah 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 i, just, yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember what i was like when i was 20 i was like a child when i was 20 i wasn't like some adult that knew everything and like knew what i wanted I and knew when baby. i was being played <laughs> i just, I just a, a baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's what it feels like right? it did yeah I mean, shit oh, that's a little creepy I don't like it. Mm -mm. No, thank you. Not for me, sis. Mm -mm. I mean, like, again, if you're, like, beyond a certain age, like like you were talking about, like, yeah. 40 and 60 type of thing, go for it. You're all consenting adults like, at this obviously, point. Obviously, like, I would never stand in the way of something like that. But I do think that's strange. Like, why are you dating someone so much older than you? Like, when they're 80, if they make it to 80, by the way, you'll be... What, like 58? That was, got dark real quick. If yeah. you make it to 80, by the way. Just saying. <laughs> Men don't live as long as women, so if it's a man that's older. Uh, don't even get me started on why we don't, aside from the fact that we're stupid. I mean, that's true. But also, too, <laughs> I, I think that hopefully that's changing now, right? With, you know, our generation having kids and everything. Mm -hmm. But the idea of, of uh, you know, reaching out for help, the idea of, like, admitting when something's wrong the idea mm -hmm. of actually like, like going to the doctor like actually doing something about it right like i think that's huge now you know like with yeah. the, with the boys i do the same thing i'm like it you know if you want to cry cry if you want to share something share something like don't hold that stuff in man because i love that you do that for them well good parenting well yeah dude because the last thing i want is for them to feel like oh be a man man up and like oh, fuck that shit <laughs> and hide everything ain't nobody got time for put that it shit, way down man. in your soul so you get bitter and die early bury that shit until you have heart problems okay <laughs> like no that's, i i want that's my catholic people in a nutshell so <sighs> i grew up catholic i could say that <laughs> good, old, good old epiphany church uh, that's right i went to epiphany you know what i just found out this is fucking bizarre weird uh, tangent um, we were cleaning out some stuff in my grandma's house, uh -huh. and uh, we found a medal, and it turns out my grandma and my grandpa were founders of Epiphany Church, and they put in a huge deposit to help them get the church. No way! Yeah, they have a medal for it. Whoa! I was like, that's fucking terrifying, because I think of Epiphany as, like, older than the hills, and, like, yeah. my grandparents were born in uh, 25 and 23, I think. Respectively. Yeah. Wow. Insane. That's some history right Fucking there, crazy. dude. Fucking crazy. You're welcome, Epiphany. Yeah. I, I Thanks, also, Sarah's family. For I that. kept the medal, even though I'm an atheist, and I hate the church. But see, there's there's, <laughs> there's something, family history to that, there's though. There's family it's history. Different. It's different. It's different. And it's like uh, town history. Because it's yeah. technically <clears throat> South Elmani, but like, that's kind of Elmani, because South Elmani yeah, didn't yeah, exist yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wow. Mm -hmm. Super weird. Dude, I'm just going to walk into Epiphany one day. But I can't touch me. I know one of the OG peoples. <laughs> you, you can't do shit to me. I mean, he's deceased, but my grandma's still alive. 
So I'm going to bring her in and be like, she made this place. Even though my skin will probably burn when I walk in because of how much of like. It doesn't. That's a myth. I go in there all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank God. My grandma used to bring me every Wednesday. So mm. we used to sing Ave Maria, you know, all those little hymns. The way you the way you pronounce it, right? Ave Maria. I know, I know, I know how to say it right. You say it right. I mean, it's Italian. It's not even Spanish. Well, say it, say it like our people do. Uh, what? How am I supposed to say that? Ave Maria. Uh, why do I have to roll the R? <laughs> Girl, bye. Oh my Should I god. Sing it? <laughs> can you? I can sing it, but I don't want to. Oh. Yeah, I'm not Beyonce. One day, guys. One day I'll get her to do We're it. We're not gonna sing Ave Maria. That's for sure. I ain't gonna sing it. I don't even know it. <laughs> it just says I don't, I, 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 I never memorize the lyrics. <laughs> what do you want from That's me? That's all it says. Is that. <laughs> it has like a little refrain or whatever, but it's in Italian. I don't remember it. Mm. Yes. Point. Um. Anywho, I think it's time to to begin. No, nah, we're only thirteen minutes in. It's fine. You're. <laughs> we're those podcast people that are like eighty minutes later. The podcast begins. Listen, the last few that we've done when we were working remotely, that was just uh, chaotic. I think they were funny. <laughs> they, they, well, I mean that in a good way, you yeah. know, because like th- it really felt like we just didn't have an agenda. We're just like, all right, we're just gonna go, and then wherever this goes, that's where we're going. We did have an agenda. We had stories to tell. But yeah, but I mean, like with regards to how the flow was going, and and regards to all of our engagement, I especially love it. when you know we're talking about people that you know get too nervous and start chattering too much, I or. Chaos. <laughs> but she's always editing it out. I do edit some stuff, not all of it, but like I feel like if we go on for too long, they're she's gonna get fucking bored. She's cheating. No, no, you I guys. don't want you to be bored. I'm doing you a favor. She's cheating. No, I'm not. Some of the shit Manny's cheated. But some of, some of the shit that we no leave out is like. Class no. class A no. EVPs it's right there. It's fucking boring. Class A EVPs no. right there. That's how good I they mean, are. I mean, we can see if there's any EVPs while we sit right here. I'll just turn it on. We'll just... Oh, no, it's not right here. What did I do? Ooh, I got nervous real quick. Did you oh. see that? I got oh. real nervous oh, someone's there. someone's sweating. Whew. Well, it's you, hot. You got really lucky because that means I put it somewhere else and I don't remember where I put it. Might be my backpack. Oh, no, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, maybe for the Patreon episode. We'll just set a little... EVP reader? Maybe. See if there's a spooky, spooky. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, enough of that. Clearly, I missed you. That's how much That's, that's how much rambling we've done. I know. Who's going first? Um, who went first last time? I think. <laughs> well, because, yeah, it's an episode we haven't aired yet. Do you want to rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> sure. Whoever wins has to go first. <laughs> One, two, I win. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> we didn't even have to do it. Yeah, see, I won. The viewers saw it. Okay, now I just get to chill and listen. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's get to it. Okay. I don't think I even hinted at what I'm covering. Today. No, I don't know. It's a complete mystery. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, for anyone that's new, we never tell each other what we're going to cover. We don't. But sometimes we'll be like, oh, you're going to love this one, or oh, this is definitely one you've heard of, but he hasn't told me a single fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It I might be because he was on vacation, mm-hmm. which we do have to talk about at some point. That will probably be the next... The Patreon? Part of it. Okay. That's, that's part of it. It's not the whole thing. But okay. uh, there was definitely some cool experiences because I, I went out to New Orleans for a, a DJ's Bachelor X party. Mm-hmm. And um, New Orleans, I got to tell you... Haunted as fuck. And on top of that, too, just the history that you get. So amazing. The minute you fucking step out... I can't like, wait. 
when just quick little thing before I jump in, uh, the 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 minute that we stepped out of our lift, because we got we had to get dropped off in the corner. We like for some reason this guy couldn't pull his car up to the front of the hotel, because it's like cobblestone streets too, mm-hmm. like that, in, that, in the in the French Quarter. But the minute that we walked out, we had our luggage. We got to the sidewalk. First of all, the sidewalks are small as shit. Oh, like the roads themselves too. Like they have only have space for like a parked car and then traffic to go through. Mm. Like one way. That's it. And when we stepped out, we got into the sidewalk. Natural gas lantern. Really? That, that was their lights. There's no like actual street lights. Okay. Those were their lights. Danger. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. Like I didn't, I didn't even think about the fact I could die if something blows up. You yeah, know what I'm that scares me. But just that, um, there's smells everywhere that's so someone sure. like goes around and lights the lanterns they're they're on like all day oh my god it's weird they're on okay. all day that's yeah it, it it was so cool there's certain spots where you just got a vibe and you're like oh there's got to yeah. be something there dude some of the stories that we heard too during because we did a ghost tour too of, of of uh you know the french quarter and everything like that and our tour guide she was awesome okay she was fucking i'm so stellar. happy for you guys like Makes me wish we had more than five days. Yeah, I don't think five days is enough. In oh, no. Because there's so much history. There's so many things you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was kind of the thing was that um, because we were also balancing all the bachelorette activities, too. Mm-hmm. So there was lots of drinking involved, which my liver's still recovering from, I think. <laughs> um, I think I'll still blow numbers at this point. That's how much we did. <laughs> But we did a lot of touristy stuff too, though. We did that. We did a Bayou tour. We did, you know. Yeah, I saw you holding a little <gasps> a crocodile. Is Brucey. it crocodile? An alligator. Yeah, a little alligator. Alligator. Fun fact: uh, crocodiles are saltwater. Alligators oh, are freshwater. Oh, I okay. See, I never knew the difference. Mm-hmm. Now I know. And also, too, you can tell by their little snouts. Their snoots. Yeah. Uh, their snoots. Uh, alligators have like rounded, fat, Boxy ones. flat ones, yeah. and then the crocodiles have more. Ones. And, and caimans are super pointy and little mm-hmm. caimans are scary <laughs> we don't like them but um we also only have them in a part of we only have crocodiles in a portion of like florida i think mm-hmm. everything else that we see reptilian like that is an alligator so and yes i held uh baby bruce he was so cute he was cute he was a little squirmy so it got me a little nervous yeah like, oh, don't move. just stay there <laughs> just stay flat. did amy hold it yeah oh. we all did we all, I was all... like, only Manny's gonna hold it. <laughs> no, no, no. Amy was like, I'm down. Let's go. I'm like, all right, get it, girl, get it. So it's braver than me. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I, I knew for, I knew how to do it. I had to do it. But the one story, and I'm gonna have to tease it here Uh-oh. because it's only I'm, we're only doing that for the Patreon. Ah. Is what happened to me during the ghost tour. <gasps> so something did happen to me during the ghost tour. Um, during and, and a little bit after the fact. Oh my god. And yeah, let's just say that uh, it, it's got me hooked to want to do more uh, investigative stuff. stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to leave that there. Sorry. I'm just going to have to leave that there. I can't wait for that I, I, later. Like, there's so much I want to talk about. Catch us on the next episode. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, but I'll, I'll eventually <laughs> do a uh, uh, do an episode of, uh, you know, that experience um, in as a whole. Okay. Not quite sure yet how I want to put that together. So, but once I do, you know, it's it's on. Okay, okay. Um, but today we're actually doing some. I'm actually doing something a little different. Let me. Uh, um, <laughs> we're co- we're we're covering the California Dark Watchers. What are those? <laughs> I'm so glad you know nothing about it. So it turns out about. they are unofficially the state cryptid for our state. Uh huh. 
Okay. Unofficially. Okay, got Because there's no such thing as an official list of yes, anything like that. Yeah. As far as I know, it could be uh, wrong. Someone correct us. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be fun. My sources are from Wikipedia, a wiki fandom page on the Dark Watchers, local lore, Dark Watchers from San Luis and Mountains of California, onto the pages of classic American writers, the SF Gate. I fucking love science. Okay. I, I, I actually do like that page a lot. They're really good. <laughs> Ancestral Findings, American Folklore Part 5, specifically is focusing on California. California.com, A Guide to California's Monsters and Mythical Creatures, which I thought was pretty cool. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. that's a way to market it. I've right never there. heard of that before. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. The Wikipedia page on the San Lucia Range and High Altitude Oxygenation. That, okay, that's a lot of fucking sources. Uh, strap, strapping. Yeah. Strapping. Well, because especially that last one had me going on a rant, and and you're gonna see why I'm gonna go on a rant in a minute. Okay. So let's talk about these peeps. Okay. okay. So California Dark Watchers. They're also known as Los Vigilantes Oscuros, okay. name given by the early Spanish settlers in the region. Got Duh. it. Got it. It was Portuguese. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not Portuguese. So where are they located? They're mostly known to appear in the Santa Lucia mountain range in central coast California. Okay. Specifically between the cities of Monterey and Avila Beach. Okay, I've been there. There you go. Yeah. So to give you guys perspective, side note, on how long of a range this is, mm-hmm. it covers about 100 it's, miles. That's a very long range, mm-hmm. yeah. Because yeah. I've been to Avila Beach, um, and it's like more central than northern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit above Santa Barbara. Yeah. And then... um. Monterey is like north, north. Like you're in like fucking Carmel. Yeah, that's way up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've been to both places. So. Yeah, uh, we've driven by there when we've gone up north. Um, my uh, aunt's in laws live there, so that's why I've been up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. I I went to Avila because um my friend Tyler, shout out to Tyler, love you so much. Um, his parents have a beach house and they let us use it sometimes. Oh, nice. And it's in like Grover Beach Pismo area. Yeah, so yeah. So when we go out there, we do like. A Santa Barbara tour, a Hearst Castle tour. Like, we do a whole bunch of I would of love to go to Hearst Castle. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's opulence. It's amazing. But, it, you know, it's wild capitalism. But it's amazing. Mm, well, <laughs> yeah. What isn't it? What What isn't these yeah. days? Let's go there. Yeah. But the interesting thing about the Dark Watchers is that there's some reports that uh, have indicated that they've appeared in Mount Mingus, which is located between Prescott and Sedona, Arizona. Oh, okay. And Mount Graham, which is located east of Tucson, okay. Arizona. So not just here. Yeah. I mean, there's been, there's been like minor reports of that, but pretty much everything with regards to, uh, you know, sightings and stuff like that has happened in that mountain range mm-hmm. here in California. So let's give you a description of what these dark watchers look like. Okay. So they've been described as being tall, giant sized with no distinguishable features. So coming off looking more like dark silhouettes. Okay. With brimmed hats. And, uh, like, walking sticks. So, uh, like, the Shadow Man? Sort of, yeah. Okay. You know, but, but what I liked about it is the fact that they, you know, have walking sticks. Because, you know, you gotta have accessories, you know? Like, it just... The, the outfit's gotta match, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you just gotta go that route. Absolutely not. Why not? That's a very fashionable Shadow that's, Man, I would That's say. high fashion, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, they've also been described to be height-wise between 7 to 15 feet tall. Absolutely not. No, I was thinking of a regular person. Or like at least a tall person. And like I so said, dressed all in black, wearing cloaks and stuff like that. So they tend to take on humanoid features. 
or mm-hmm. outlines in this instance, right? Because that's all you're mm-hmm, really seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, appear even ghostly in some instances. Okay. But other than that, there's like no other like real noticeable features behind them. So they sound um, like either the Shadow Man or the Babadook. Ooh, just saying. Cover that one. one Queer day. icon. <laughs> They've they're reportedly to also uh, they're reported to also have amazing hearing and eyesight. Mm. How people know this, I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe they asked someone. Um, according to Michael Chen, a paranormal researcher with Beyond Science, I don't know if any of you ever heard of Beyond Science, they show with simple possessions, so like, you know, the cool accessories mm-hmm. we're talking about, right, mm-hmm. uh, to travelers, instead of using high-tech equipment. Okay. Sorry, I had to burp. Because, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess for them, the, the, the way they figure that, you know, being a dark figure by itself is, in, uh, you know, is intimidating enough. The last thing you're going to mm-hmm. want is... All this high tech equipment, all of a sudden coming out and shit, right? Because I think he believes that they're actually extraterrestrial or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's a turn. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the more stuff like that later. But let's talk about the history, because okay. yes, there's history. I always, you know. Yes, we need me to being know. a historian, you know, go figure. It's believed through some sources that they originate from Chumash peoples, mm-hmm. uh, native tribe of central and southern coastal California. They originate through oral traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have depicted these figures through centuries-old cave paintings too. Oh uh, no, so that scares that's, me. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's coming from somewhere. Wait, you know. so okay, but like in centuries-old cave paintings, they didn't have cloaks and hats and canes back then. Is that where the extraterrestrial that's the, thing yeah. comes in? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Yeah, time, uh, time travelers, maybe. Cracking the code already. I okay. like that. Mm-hmm. They're going to shut us down. You down. You're, you're, you're getting too quick here. Uh-oh, the CIA is coming. <laughs> it's shaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there have been reports from early Spanish settlers in the central coastal California region having seen Los Vigilantes Oscuros, like I was talking uh-huh. about. You know, so, uh, I mean, they mention it too. So it's not just native folklore that brings it up, you know? Okay. Uh, even Anglo-American settlers reported having sensations of being watched from the hills. No, thank you. The Imagine? hills have eyes. Absolutely not. Imagine? Ooh. Mm. I don't like that. Yeah. It's believed that the history of these tall and dark figures has been going on for over the past 300 years. Okay. So it's been a minute, for sure. Since the dawn of creation. <laughs> the origins of the Dark Watchers I mean, they don't really know for sure. There's a lot of theories like we were just talking about. Mm. So it's unknown, but some stories suggest that they're just beings, that they were like a migratory group Mm. that stalked travelers along the mountain range, that Santa Lucia mountain range. So here's the thing, though. How do you spot one, right? Because that's all... That's all us investigative folks want to know, right? Mm. How do you... How do I know I've seen one? Yeah. So they usually appear between the hours of twilight and dawn. Okay. Little side note, though, for people like myself who can't distinguish when twilight actually starts and things <laughs> like that. Well, something that I learned, though, is that there's actually three different types of twilight. Really? Uh, there's civil twilight, nautical twilight, and astronomical twilight. I don't know what any of that means. I thought twilight just means like when the daylight starts to come out a little bit and you're like, <sighs> oh, there's some light. On the horizon. And same applies for dawn, too. Apparently, there's, like, three different dawns, too. What the fuck? Okay. Uh, but, in this case, we're going to use the civil twilight just because, you know, I don't want to go into this whole okay. spill of shit. Okay. So, between uh, 6.02 to 6.27 a.m. Okay. Uh, and 5.54 to 6.10 p.m. 
is yeah. when like the within the ranges itself that you can kind of catch glimpses of these of oh, these uh, beings. So the time I wake up for work, got it. Mm. <laughs> no Just thanks. Standing over my bed. Are you awake? It's time no. To go to work. <laughs> Are you in the mountain range? <laughs> no. Then you're fine. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh my god! Imagine if it was like that. <laughs> Fuck that! No, I'm no, no. just saying. This, 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 the, that would be a reason to move out of California at that point. But nope. Yeah. Away from the coast. <laughs> as far away from the water inner, as possible. Inner city only. It, I mean, if Water Babies wasn't enough to convince you to stay away from the water, There's a lot I of things mean, going on in the water that we just really don't like here. It's wild. So, what do they do? Right. Scare the shit out of you. Aside from that, yes. Okay. <laughs> they stand around motionless, watching over the horizon uh-uh. along the mountain range. No, so, I don't like the motionless shit. They're silent guardians uh-uh. uh it's reported that they tend to leave you leave you be so they'll leave you alone mm-hmm. and they're not aggressive okay um they just tend to observe and in some instances just stare towards the sky okay so they won't kill you or anything no that we know of. not that we're aware of okay but the idea just kind of standing around yeah, it's so creepy uh, that doesn't make me uncomfortable <laughs> very very creeper-esque of you, you i don't know? like it mm. it's unsettling just, you know, get a restraining order. <laughs> in some instances, though, it's believed that they can leave leave you with some bad luck if, you, if you've seen them. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing. So it's like they don't technically hurt you, but it does create some bad energy for you. So do like... they give you bad luck or are they like harbingers of bad luck? Like if you see one, like bad luck was coming your way. So it's a warning. No. You, you see them and then that's when you end up with it. Oh, okay. So they give it to you. Mm-hmm. Got it. So let's talk about some sightings and encounters while we're, you know, petrified of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, quiet beings observing us, right? Mm-hmm. So reports of these beings have been recorded since the 1700s through Spanish settlers and eventually even American settlers reported sightings of the dark beings. And obviously further back with the Chumash people on the, mm-hmm. you know, cave paintings. But I'm talking more modern times here, right? Okay. Newspaper archives in the 1960s had reported that a former high school principal was hiking in the Santa Lucia mountain range mm-hmm. uh, when he noticed a dark figure standing on a rock scoping the area. When the principal called out to some hikers nearby, uh, he then noticed that the dark figure vanished. Ooh. And was that like at twilight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Why were you hiking at twilight? I don't know, dude. That is when you're just like tempting the mountain lions. <laughs> You're just like, get me that part. Delicious ribs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see this right here? Um, the Steinbeck family, mm-hmm. as in John Steinbeck. I was just going to ask. Yes. Specifically, John Steinbeck's mom and son mm-hmm. would report having sightings of the Dark Watchers, too. Oh, no. Steinbeck's mom, her name was uh, Olive. Oh. By the way. Yeah. Okay. She would tell stories of having run ins with the Dark Watchers. On her rides through the woods. Because she was a teacher in the area. Mm-hmm. And she would, you know, ride through the woods to get to the school. Mm-hmm. And so what she would... Uh, the stories that she would tell is that she would end up leaving, like, certain, like, offerings for the Dark Watchers within the woods. Okay. And, um, so, yeah, she would leave, like, gifts of, like, fruit, nuts, flowers. And then they would leave her gifts in return when she would come back home. Oh, that's kind of sweet. So it's like, here you go, friend. Okay. Uh, mountain people supporting other mountain people. Hell yeah, dude. I'm all for that. So, you know, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't realize that there was some sort of uh, connection that way, but there you go. Yeah. But now I think we need to get into something a little more serious, though, and try to explain what the hell this could be. Okay. Right? So there are scientific explanations trying to take an aim at, like, how to, you know, mm-hmm. explain this away. Because, of course, they do. Yeah. Uh, It's not mange. 
That's all. That's a plus. <laughs> Number one, not mange. Not mange from the first few episodes that we've done. You know, mm-hmm. everything's mange apparently. Mm-hmm. So there's either it's either like a optical illusion or a bad trip of acid, okay. God, or in, in, infrasound effects. That that was the interesting one, and mm-hmm. and and I'll get to, I'll get to that one. That one was weird. Okay. So one explanation, according to Brian Dunning of Skeptoid Magazine, of what they could be is that they are visuals caused by shadows tricks caused by lighting or trees i mean that could be but uh were they like people i don't know yeah overall he says it's hard it's really uh, it's hard to really tell what or who these dark watchers are but there have been numerous attempts at explaining them away Mm -hmm. so another another more common theory is that they are they are due to what is known as pareidolia pareidolia I don't know what that for is. those of you that know how to pronounce it properly, I'm going to spell it for you because you know I'm an idiot. P a r e i d o l i a. I know idea. Yeah. So what is it? Uh, yeah, tell me. That's a see. She, you're so good at this. You're so good at asking these questions. It's supposed to be a psychological phenomenon in which our brains look for recognizable and familiar patterns and shapes in mm. unclear or unfamiliar images. Got it. So like matrixing, right? <laughs> I was thinking more like um, when people witness a crime and then they say eyewitnesses are not reliable because your brain fills in the blanks mm-hmm. with what it thinks it is. So yeah. like, what color tie was he wearing? And someone will say blue and someone will say red. And it's because they're just filling in the blanks. I hate those experiments, though, because to be honest, if they have like a... Like if they if they're good looking, for example, <laughs> like I've seen like like they did this one, um, you know, on TikTok they always do that shit. Always. Well, uh, but they did one where, uh, oh, the guy that that chops wood. I don't know if you've seen him. Oh yeah, the sexy lumberjack he, guy. Oh, he's fucking hot. He's so hot. Anyway, so they uh, another guy was kind of doing something similar, right? So like mm-hmm. showing off his physique, and of course, come someone it cuts into someone coming in, you know. Mm-hmm. asking the question oh what, what color were his pants mm-hmm. i'm all fuck you i wasn't focusing on the pants i was focusing on the, on the things i need to focus obviously on. like how dare you dude it doesn't make it unreliable it just means i wasn't focusing on the stupid shit okay mm, that's not reliable then it's you didn't get all the details uh i saw that sweat dripping down let me tell you <laughs> that was enough for me that was enough detail that was me. enough for me i'm like and there it is i don't even give a fuck what color it was it could have been brown. eyes <laughs> hey eyes up here <laughs> oh, fuck you <laughs> You know what you're doing. <laughs> There's trap. Anyway, um, <laughs> there are other suggestions that it's an optical illusion, right? Like I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. What it is is that the observer's magnified shadow is seen through the clouds, when which then enlarges the shadow's size before it evaporates. Okay. Which I've seen video of that, uh-huh. and that kind of makes sense. But and I'll get to why I kind of don't really agree to that in a second. Okay. Because I want to get to the next one. And this is the one I think that kind of just irked me. And which had me going on a side <laughs> tangent and finding out like, oh, like high altitude oxygenation and all that shit. Because it pissed me off. I'm like, fuck you. I'm just being honest with you guys. I got I got pissed while I was doing it. Amy will even tell you I went on a rant for a minute. She's like, can you save this for the podcast? Like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. She's like, about I don't right even about. listen to your podcast. <laughs> what makes me think I'm going to listen to you right she now? She finally listened to an episode. Oh, I'm proud of her. Which I one know. was it? Um, The one that's uh, that just came out. Okay. With the palmistry. We're pretty fucking funny in that one. Oh, yeah. And she was <laughs> laughing about that because she was even looking at her palms, too, while we were talking about it. She's like, she's like, am I greedy? Like, <laughs> I was like, oh. oh. Like, like, we it, learn something new about each other every day. I know. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm just driving. I'm like, mm. I'm like, let's listen to a different episode. <laughs> we don't need that one. Mm. 
You're not, baby. I love you. Mm-hmm. So now she's not going to listen. So. It's not you. It's me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> some try to simplify it more by saying it could just be hallucinations that come about due to a lack of oxygen and higher elevations mm-hmm. and exhaustion. The issue that I have with that argument, right, is, you know, is if, you know, lack of oxygen is the issue. It's all depending on where the sightings are happening at, right? Mm. So that's where I did the deep dive on the Santa Lucia Mountains to find out what the elevation is for it and everything like that. So the altitude on parts of closest to the coast range from 4,000 to 5,000 feet above sea level. Okay. I mean, that's not a lot. Which makes it less than less than a mile above sea level. Yeah. Okay. Anyone that's been to Denver? Yeah, I've been to Denver. Yeah, you Isn't know what that's... like 13,000 miles yeah, 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 yeah. Something crazy? Like, you start feeling the effects behind Oh, it. I didn't get altitude sickness, but it absolutely feels different. Right. Like, your body right. feels completely different. It feels like you're breathing in different air. Right, right. And But but then, the, it, you know, you drink some water, get some rest, and you kind yeah, of feel you, like... Yeah, you adjust. You yeah. eventually acclimate. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't have to go through extremes hours. of getting oxygen and shit like that, right? No, 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 no. Which made me think, I'm like, well, if that's the case, then it's like everyone in Denver tripping balls then, because... I think when you first get there, they say that that's pretty true. That's why when um people play away games in Denver, mm-hmm. any sports team, they're they like, go the day before. It's a nightmare. They mm-hmm. go the day before to make sure that everyone is acclimated because you can easily get um elevation sickness. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't even know because um, when I went on the tour um for the Stanley, the Stanley's way up there in Estes Mountains, so it's pretty mm-hmm. high. Mm-hmm. Um, They say that the elevation is so high there that... A lot of people go to visit, don't realize they're experiencing elevation sickness, and then they will totally go on the tour. And it's a walking tour. It's about, you're going to walk like a mile. And in the middle of the tour, they will pass out. And because they can't continue with the tour unless they make sure that you're okay, they have to call an ambulance. It takes like 30 minutes for an ambulance to get all the mm-hmm, way up there. Mm-hmm. The whole tour stopped. Everything stopped. You ruined everyone's day because you didn't say, I don't feel good. Please let me sit down. Right. But see, <laughs> and even then, though, I, w- I would argue, right, that that's an indicator of where you're just going to get sick. You're yes. not going to have the hallucination. You're just going to pass out. You're just going to pass out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Typically, you, you will pass out. Which is why I have an issue with that explanation of hallucinations because it's like, well, first things first, how long are these people yeah, no. staying in there? If you're just going on a hike. This sounds like people that live there, too. So they're used to well, it. Well, right. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that just seems it, like oversimplifying it. It is. You know it what is. I'm saying? It's not the right answer. Uh, I'm like, come on, man. If people go to freaking Mount Everest and can withstand days being just at base camp, which is high, much higher than I mean, than you this. would train for that, but yeah. No, right. But still, either way. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they can survive days, and, and like I said, at, at base camp. Yeah. And that's much higher elevation than the, the mountain range itself. Yeah. You know, at, at least this mountain range that we're talking about. Mount so that's when I read Everest that. ain't got shit on me. I can't. It always makes me think of that song every time, time I think of Mount Everest. <laughs> All right. That sounds great. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that, man. You've never heard that song? No. It's really popular on TikTok, but it's, it was a made for euphoria, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. But, I mean, that that mountain itself is proof of why I'm not active. We got to do uh, Mount Everest because there's some crazy fucking mm-hmm. deaths on Mount Everest. Woo, Lord. I mean, the Yeti's there, too, so. Oh, we got to talk about the Yeti. Mm-hmm. You're right. We'll eventually get to that one. Okay. 
Actually, that for that episode, I think we're gonna have to synchronize that one. Maybe, maybe I'll talk about Dialatov, the mm-hmm. Dialatov Pass, and mm-hmm. the incident, and then you can talk about the Yeti because the Yeti is one of the oh, Dialatov Pass. Um, one of the things that they their theories that they think happened. I'm gonna have to cover it that day. Too. Okay, that's what I'm saying. The day that we do that, we're gonna have to synchronize that. That's it, that's, little... that, that will probably have to be the only time that we ever tell each other. Not ever special. Maybe we'll even do like a Patreon of like the dead people as markers because there's a lot to talk oh, about about Mount Everest. So much. Yeah, Mount Everest is fucking terrifying. <sighs> anyway all right coming back to this thing so yeah i call bullshit on that theory i do too i agree i don't like it me either i don't like that at all um so the last one the last theory um that i mentioned earlier infrasound which is also a theory um for the dialatov pass mm-hmm. yeah for those of us that are not experts on what that is because i clearly was not when um, i was uh reading this stuff right i was like what the fuck is that <laughs> i'm in- infrared no (laughs) some experts say it can be the cause of us feeling sound below the range of normal human hearing Mm -hmm. which then leaves us feeling things like that we're starting to feel anxious or uneasy Mm -hmm. or fearful um or like sometimes if you if you get that chill or like you feel like someone's watching you right Mm -hmm. like they think that that's explaining why you feel that way Mm -hmm. which is also another theory that they use of why we feel like we are being visited by a spirit Oh, okay. It's because of infrasound, right? I do. I honestly, truly do believe in infrasound effects because mm-hmm. um, sound waves are actual physical things. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't see it, but you can feel it. But they're there. So, yeah. definitely, I do think that that may be an explanation for some things. Mm-hmm. I don't know about this in particular. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, take that how you will. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I would give more credence to that theory than the hallucinations one. For sure. For sure. But why? where do they think the infrasound is coming from? That's the thing. Yeah. They don't know. Uh, they don't they have know. no they just, they just They just went based off an experiment that they did where they uh, created a haunted house mm. and put people in there and were reproducing the infrasound Got to it. inject into the house to kind of give that sense that there's So then they there. came out saying it felt spooky. Yeah, whatever. they said about 20% of the people that went into that house reported to feel like the presence of a spirit or something okay so that 20 percent was probably zach bagan for sure <laughs> or sensitive people that or it was a diamond like he says <laughs> a diamond everything's a fucking diamond <laughs> okay okay uh, moving on sorry totally you know went on a sidebar on that one <laughs> um but yeah uh, that one I, I, I would give more credence than hallucinations for sure mm-hmm. so modern portrayals of these dark watchers they've made an appearance in john steinbeck's short story called flight i've never read because i mean you know he he went based off of the stories he heard from his mom mm-hmm. sure you know but the other thing too is that i know i mentioned his son earlier right mm-hmm. his son also reports that he had seen the dark watchers one when, when he was younger too oh no he would eventually collaborate with an artist by the name of benjamin road brody road uh b-r-o-d-e so you linguistics mm-hmm. people out there have at it they wrote a book called in search of the dark watchers oh so i want to check that out okay is it a non-fiction book or fiction that's a good question i think it's probably a non-fiction because okay. he firmly believes in their existence okay, got so it. i'm sure he probably believes that uh, it's also mentioned in a series of poems written by robinson jeffers in 1937 called such counsels you gave me and other poems mm, okay Robinson Jeffers, that sounds like a familiar name. I I don't know. I don't know. So now the most important question is how do we keep you safe? 
Sarah. Dun, dun, dun. First of all, don't go on hikes in the Santa Lucia. Yeah, that, once again, this is why that's probably catch the me biggest way to go. You My know? girlfriend loves to hike, and I gotta warn her all the time about the scary stuff. Well, you want to talk about this? I mean, you know, yeah. definitely share that. You yeah. know, that's another way not to do it. And I mean, the biggest thing is just leave, leave them alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I mentioned earlier, they don't do anything to you anyway. So just yeah, leave them be. If you're you not bugging, your business still mine theirs. Yeah. If you're not bugging and you, you're not going, you know, doing wrong or getting off the trails, they'll leave you alone. So fair, fair. Or just do like uh, John Steinbeck's mom and leave them gifts and shit. Oh yeah. Okay, so, okay, my question with that one is, Mm -hmm. how do they explain that if that's, like, I'm assuming she's telling the truth, I don't know why she would lie. If she left out stuff for them and they left stuff for her, because it'd be one thing, like, oh, animals ate whatever you left there, something took it off, Mm -hmm. but, like, how'd you get stuff back, is the question. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Like, somebody is doing something there. And I I get, I get the visual effects thing, Mm -hmm. right, because I'll show you a video later of it, Mm -hmm. because it does look the part, but the thing is that every single person that's reported these sightings they're not moving okay. they're just standing stoic you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so when when they would do these experiments of these visual effects mm-hmm. in that mountain range i mean it's it's your own shadow mm-hmm. so if you move an arm the arm's going to move too right mm-hmm. you're not standing still when you're seeing this happen yeah. you're moving too mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and and how is it that the minute that attention is being drawn towards it it disappears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it's a visual effect, it's going to be there still. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So, I listen, I know <laughs> we all talk about that, you know, some people are believers, some aren't. I'm, I'm doing this because I believe in this shit. Yeah. Right? And this is definitely one of those where I feel like I don't think it's necessarily like a time traveling thing or whatever the case is. Because, I mean, come on. We're talking about indigenous peoples also mm-hmm. witnessing something like this. And like we've learned so far with a lot of native american folklore it's coming from somewhere mm-hmm. it doesn't just mm-hmm. magically appear and this is it you know what i mean there's some correlation with how they function that it's going to explain that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i don't know to me it seems more likely that they may be like a um like an indigenous community that like is hiding in the mountains mm-hmm. like they purposely mm-hmm. don't want to be seen mm-hmm. That's more like a a rational explanation for me, but like which I would give more credence to that. Yeah, but honestly. like my my more my more fantastical mind is like it's a creepy, scary shadow person. And yeah, it's really there. Yeah. So either way, there's something there. I believe that. Oh yeah, for sure. Because if that many people are seeing it for that long amount of time in history, something is there. Oh yeah, dude. And we're talking about like I mentioned earlier, over three hundred years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we're talking about people, in, indigenous settlers mm-hmm. modern modern day like there's still reports of that stuff coming out so yeah yeah I, i'm more of a believer i believe it else, for yeah. sure uh and that's our dark watchers yeah that was a good one i like them okay. I, they're creepy very creepy but also kind of cool okay all right my friend whenever you are ready here's one i'm excited to do because i really want the conversation on it Ooh. So, so get in conversation mode I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. So one of my favorite things to do, as some people know, Manny knows, is to critique film and television. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have an entirely different podcast dedicated to critiquing film and television through a queer lens, and that is called The Queers Are Watching. And I do that with my co-host, Hannah Johnson. And she's the best. She's my best friend. Love her. Today is her birthday. Shout out to her. Happy birthday. Today is March 13th. Woo! I mean, 19th. Sorry. I forgot what date was. Whoa. <laughs> You went back a little bit there. I went back. And 
Um, you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts, especially Apple Podcasts. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> that was a good plug. Yeah, a really good plug. Thank, <laughs> thank you. That was great. So let's talk about witches in media. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wondering when this would come up eventually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did, yeah. I did my Ariana Grande. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I love that. All right, go for it. So I'm going to give you some real quick notes of history um, on witches in general that really calls for my former topic of potions. Um, so you could tune out a little if you want to. I don't... <laughs> no, t- you better be fucking tuning in, people. Tune in. Okay. So... I can tune out. <laughs> no, I'm not. No. Um, the term witch has only existed since the medieval ages in Europe, which I did not know. Mm. So that was fun fact. And that was like the medieval ages were the fifth through the 15th centuries. So it's a right. long ass time. Right. Um, and so that's really when that came about. So basically a witch is just someone who practices witchcraft. So it could be anyone. There are no rules whatsoever. Even men can be witches. Although sometimes people refer to them as warlocks. But in the back, back way back when mm-hmm. they did refer to them as witches, but there weren't as commonly men as witches. And I will explain that in a minute. Okay. So the etymology is really highly contended. It's believed to have originated from Old English for witchcraft and taken a part that is wicke, W-I-C-C-E, and craft, which is C-R-A-E-F-T, spelled like old-fashioned way. Okay. Beyond that, every culture across the world has a version of a witch and a word for it. So some think that the word witch came from the Middle Saxon, a.k.a. Old Germanic language. Mm-hmm. Um, a viken, however, which is spelled W-I-C-K-E-N. However, modern Germans use the word hexen for witch, which derives from the word hex. Ah. Fun fact. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And there's a um, an indie film called Hexen. I haven't seen it yet, but... I'm surprised. Yeah, I know. Who are you? I know. Yeah, I gotta watch it. Can't watch everything, you know? <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? You wanna go there on that one? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to convince me to watch it with you is what you're doing here i okay i'll look up i don't know much about it so i'll look it up and see if it's really scary okay if it's not like really scary then we can watch it because then i don't want you to be too scared thank you <laughs> i appreciate that so during the medieval period which is were usually those that used folk medicine often from ancient knowledge that was passed down yeah if it seemed inexplicable to them like they didn't have science back then they just chalked it up to witchcraft and then they started persecuting people here on Turtle Island, witch was really a negative term for indigenous people. So they considered witch to be the opposite of their medicine people and other healers they had. Like a witch was like a negative evil version of that. Right. So, and then nowadays okay. we see uh, modern pagans and witches, uh, Wiccans self-identify as witches. So particularly if they use spells in their spirituality. Right. Yeah. Okay. I've mentioned before that the shift from feudalism to capital capitalism caused a lot of women to have to hustle to survive. Uh, yeah. And that women becoming business owners was threatening the males at the time, and they therefore accused them of witchcraft. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so I know we nothing talked about has that. changed. No, nothing has changed. We talked about that a little bit when we talked about potions, and you know that that really upsets me because there's a lot of like historical. What's the word I'm looking for? Like it is historically accurate, but it's been documented, historically documented stuff that literally shows that the that rise of capitalism forced women to do things that they wouldn't normally do and then men were like no you can't do that and they started calling them witches or accusing them of witchcraft or sleeping with satan yeah i also call that misogyny (laughs) 
I also call that capitalism, uh, misogyny, hand in hand. You heard fragile, it first. Fragile masculinity. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. Because, yeah, dude, that's what like, happens when you treat women like property their whole lives, and then mm. you figure out that they are actually people, mm. um, and they do things and can do things on their own. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all are independent. Who knew? <laughs> wow. So success of any kind, particularly monetary, was criticized. Thus, capitalism has had a hand in creating the archetype of a woman as a witch. So, like, even if a man was doing it, they're like, oh, well, he's just trying to make his way. He's just hustling, hustle culture. Like everything else. Yeah, but if a woman does it, then it's like, well, you shouldn't be doing that. There's no power for you here. Mm, because right. in capitalism, money equals power. Yeah. Um, so we can start there. Like, acknowledging that while men had access to magic, they typically were not the ones accused. And this is why we associate women with the word witch more than men. Right. Yeah. Right. So I really want to focus on our idea of witches in Western culture. So our culture mm -hmm. um, with a specific focus on American culture, because that's what I'm most familiar with. And that's really what I studied in school. Yeah. I don't want to speak for other cultures. I do know some things about other cultures, witches in other cultures, but I don't I'm not speaking for them today. Right. I will say that. We're staying um, in our lane today. Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> there are literal witch hunts in different places in the world today. And so I don't want to. That has a different context there. And I want to apply that here. Wait, witch hunts today? Yes, witch hunts today. There are witch hunts today. Um, mostly in Africa, sometimes in Asia. Um, oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry. Like, they, they will literally come up with that someone is doing witchcraft and they will kill people over it. This um, is me being very American at this very moment. Thinking, like, <laughs> here? No, no, no. Wow. Well, I mean, you can, you can say that some of the things that we do as gender minorities, as women... Um, are witch hunted in a social sense. Right. Because in capitalism, if you kill somebody, there are legal repercussions for that. Yeah. But if you take down their character, if you assassinate their character, if you take them to court, like those are ways to like decimate an entire person's character. Right. Like you can make somebody be poor living on the streets and have no name left for themselves. And that's destruction in capitalism as mm -hmm. opposed to killing someone. Right. Yeah. Got it. So, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Moving on. So let's examine the witch in the Western world, specifically America. Got it. Um, most of the ideas of witch that we see that come from television and film, because that's where we really, like, our focus lies in the society. Like, a lot of the things we see reflected in television and film are what we believe is true. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. And I want to start with the negative or the scary portrayal or even evil portrayal of witches, because it has its roots in the history that I just gave. So this idea still persists, and as flexible as the witches in the year of our Lord, 2023, um, we do see a witch is scary to this day. Like, that still has a scary connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we that that stigma is still very, very much, much there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of my absolute favorite scary witch portrayals is Robert Eggers' film, The Witch, from 2015. Um, if you watch any witchy movie, please watch this one with the lights off, the volume up, and the subtitles on. No interruptions. This is a complete experience, and it will grab at every nervous energy you have. Oh, fuck no. Like, it will amplify it so fuck much. Fuck no. Uh, there's something so engrossing about it. Like, it sits with you long after it's over. Like, I can't explain it. And Eggers is, like, a he's a genius at so that yeah. kind of thing. He yeah. directed The Lighthouse in 2019 with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay. Um, and then critics argue about that constantly. They're like, is it a horror film? Is it a thriller? Is it just a, you know, a, a character study? Um, because there's a lot of, like, really creepy parts mm -hmm. and he is excellent at doing that like there's something about 
the silence that he lets you sit with that like I, I don't know maybe it makes your imagination run wild Mm-mm. it's one of the best scary movies I've ever seen Mm-mm. The Witch you gotta watch it okay so if you haven't watched it this is like not spoiler free I'm sorry we're gonna we're gonna dissect it a little bit yeah so okay I I mean I wasn't planning on watching it so <laughs> so you know <laughs> well, now like, you're gonna know okay which is fine because I don't have to watch it so. <laughs> so the reason why I wanted to talk about uh, this one in particular is because the actual witch is more like of a concept, this entire movie. Oh, okay. So the plot hinges on the fear of witchcraft in puritanical times. A family of a mother, a father, a teen girl, a prepubescent boy, and two twin toddlers, a boy and a girl, try to survive and thrive in their home that's isolated on a large plot of land, just adjacent adjacent to the forest, but out of town. That that in itself is already creepy. Terrifying. That, that they're, always... like, they're in like a little like... um. It looks like a grassy knoll sort of thing, mm-hmm. like a grassy basin maybe, and mm-hmm. then it's just forest all around them. Like it, it's not big either. No. no, thank you. And you find out later in the movie, like the reason they're there is because the daughter was accused of being like sinful, and they were like, "Oh, she might be associated with witchcraft," and they were like, "No, we believe in the Bible," mm-hmm. and they're like, mm, "I don't know." So they kind of ostracized them from town. Right. They said like, that's "You guys why can that's live, why and you can do business with us." But don't live with us because we're afraid of you. Mm. So that's why that's they live out there. there. Got yeah. It. Okay. So I was about to say, I'm like, who actively chooses to be there? <laughs> they Jesus. Didn't, they didn't choose it. No, thank you. <laughs> Fuck that. They have heard of the Witch of the Woods. Ah, yes, they have. That's how they talk in the whole thing. Like, they have a very strong accent. So that's why I said subtitles on. <laughs> no. no. Okay, now that makes sense. I'm like, but you want it to be loud, though. <laughs> yeah. Why? It's kind of a quiet movie. That's why. Okay. Okay. Um, as the film progresses, you see that evil is slowly taking over the family, destroying their crops, their way of life, their trust in each other. And in the end, like, if you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this. But the influenced person ends up being not who you thought it would be. And the conclusion is that the teenage girl gets seduced by witchcraft. So so they were trying to avoid that the whole time. And, because and that's of that, exactly what they got there. Yeah. Which, uh, to be fair, yeah, that, that argument can be made with a lot of things that are considered taboo. Yes. Right? Like, it's like, oh, if you make it taboo, if you make it this mysterious thing, exactly. at some point the curiosity is going to lead them to it anyway, right? Especially with children, and they have four of them, so. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's so, pretty good. really, the whole thing is a metaphor for how we allow our ideas to taint our relationships, bleed into our physical lives, and how those that make choices that affect others are often overlooked when it comes to blaming women. Um, so this movie is often seen as pretty feminist because of the teenage girl, Thomason. Mm-hmm. Um, she's forced to help with her younger siblings, take up chores, and takes blame for pretty much anything that goes wrong. And I guess it's because they always thought it was her. I don't know what she did. They don't ever say what she did to make them think that they were doing something right. not religious in some way. Which, in a way, kind of is like a moot point, right? Yes. Because... Like, we could have been anything back then. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't get to experience her childhood as her siblings did. So, like, when her two twin siblings, they're probably four at most, I would say, Mm -hmm. they make a deal with Lucifer, who has materialized to them as a black goat on their homestead, aptly named Black Philip. And it's Thomason that takes the brunt of the blame for the goings-on. So, anytime something happens, her parents are like, it's your fault. And, like, no one knows it's the twins the whole time. Bad. Her parents plan to give her to another family to serve them and make them money. But in the end, after the family falls apart, Thomason joins the witches that have been plaguing them and Lucifer himself as she joins their coven in the woods. That's the end of the movie. 
So, as you can see, Thomason was persecuted her entire life. She was expected to do more, be more, yet maintain her place under men in her life. Mm-hmm. Her own family turned on her, and as they slowly succumb to their own mistakes, she's left to join them in flames or rise above whatever means by whatever means necessary. She chooses the latter and becomes a powerful witch in the woods, the very thing that her family feared to begin with. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of imagery associated with traditional witchcraft and its evils in this movie. So, if you look at Thomason's younger brother, he's the one that's like on the edge of puberty. His name is Caleb. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, he's out hunting with their father when he stumbles across a beautiful woman dressed in red. And Most woman dressed in red. <laughs> mm. That's exactly what happens. She seduces him, which was easy. He's like 14 or something like that. And she kisses him and then sends him back to his family in a daze. And eventually he becomes very ill and he vomits up an entirely rotted apple core. Oh. And he proclaims his love for Jesus Christ. And then he like has a seizure and dies. Oh, it's very dramatic, very scary. Okay. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't eat apples. <laughs> so Caleb is caught earlier in the film looking at his sister's breasts at some point, which oh. is supposed to indicate that he's becoming a sexual person. But honestly, that's super gross. And I don't know. I don't have uh, siblings, but I don't think that people look at their siblings' boobs no. and they're like, oh, sexy. No. <laughs> I, I, can, I can assure you, at least on my end, for sure. <laughs> Because you have there, a sister. Yeah, there is no such thing as incest being justified that way. Yeah, I don't know. No. I don't I don't know if that was just That's a hard or... pass in that one. Like, is that to illustrate that he always had that, like, wicked urge to do something that's immoral? That's the way I would interpret that. Okay. That makes more sense. Though. Right. I would interpret it that way. Not necessarily <laughs> that it's like a like a sexual awakening type of thing, right? That, it, because... It was kind of played out like that, and I didn't like it. No. I mean, I get it. They're isolated from the community and shit, but... Yeah, but you don't have to look at your sister. No. It's weird. God, no. Anyway. That's gross. The kid is primed to be seduced by the witch of the woods, really. But with stereotypical misogynist witch stories, men are not witches, and they are of no use to them, except as conduits or slaves. His life is taken from him when he refuses to give over to the devil, and stereotypical witch stuff, you know. But I think the addition of the rotted and eaten apple was genius imagery. Apples are symbols of knowledge in the Bible, like, you know, Eve ate the apple in the garden and gained all the knowledge. That's right. So, proof that Caleb had engaged in behavior opposite to God, he ate the apple, and he um, kissed, like, that was him kissing the woman in the woods. Right. But maybe, like, unbeknownst to him, she was a witch, and he did more than, like, she did more than implant her sexuality onto him like she let the devil in him mm. and so in order to get rid of it he had to like proclaim, proclaim his love for jesus christ and it killed him anyway right yeah right because the devil is gonna claim his spirit anyway one yes. or the other so so right. again we see men seduced by witches men as victims to their evil ways and the devil himself oh, and poor men. all this at the hands of women and their sexuality yeah, yeah. you know us so guys it's, man. it's such a traditional approach to witches <laughs> it's it's so good though. You just have to watch it. It sounds like it's like no, really I know. negative. No, 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 no. Like I, I know what you're saying because I mean, I'm sure if you watch it, you you get more context of what you're talking about. Yes. So yeah. like I'm just explaining to you like what happens in the context of the film. It is a negative thing. Like it right. is a wild thing that would happen. Like, right. And then, like honestly, after all that, when Thomason takes her place amongst the witch coven at the end, like she deserves it. She makes her deal with the devil and leads a life of power and freedom, something she never would have had in her life or her family or in her society at all. And all this to say that if you're looking for a traditional deliciously evil take on witches with a twist, the witch is an amazing example of that. It has one of the most iconic one-liners in film history. Um, Once it's revealed to Thomason, which is at the very end, Mm -hmm. that um, Black Philip the goat is actually the devil that Mm -hmm. has been in his 
uh, in her brother and sister's ears. He walks into like a barn area and he like you could see like a shadow. He like morphs into a man and she walks into the barn and he's like this really attractive man in all black. And he like sits back and like looks at her and he's like, do you want to make a deal? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like after like their their whole family like attacked each other and Mm -hmm. she basically had to kill them because they were trying to kill her. Yeah. So she was like, uh, like basically what else does she have to live for? Right. She can't go back to the society. No, because they'll find out what she did. They'll kill her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then he's like, would thou likes to live deliciously? That is what he says to her. And then she's like, hmm. Like all of a sudden she's like, okay, sis. Well, when you put it that when way. It that way. And I can't remember exactly what her response is. Like he asks like, what, doesn't she want things in life or something? And then she's like, I would like. A beautiful dress and delicious butter or something like that. Like, that's all they had back then, I guess. And he was like, all right. Do better. So she signs her name in the book. Okay. And then she walks out to the forest and all these witches are literally flying in the air in a big coven circle. And she just joins them. And she's also naked. So. Oh. (laughs) All right, then. There you go. Shit. It's a good movie. You have to watch it. (laughs) Like I said, I I think um, watching it would add a hell of a lot more context to this point. Which I mean, it sounds pretty cool, though. You know what I mean, because uh, I mean, because yeah. because I, I feel like that kind of connects a lot with what you were talking about earlier. That you know, women at the time were led to drastic measures to make ends meet, right? Exactly. Uh, to to be able to find an identity for themselves, to be able to just live, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I mean, I feel like that definitely plays off of that for sure. I absolutely, a hundred percent traditional witches. Yeah. So the second movie I want to talk about that has witches in a negative portrayal is The Blair Witch Project, which is a cult classic. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that one. Mm, I, I mean, it, maybe it's as a been kid. years. Yeah, yeah, it's been years. Um, It's considered like a pioneer in filmmaking. It was released in 1999 and uses the now popular found footage style of filming. The part that audiences found the most intriguing about this one is that they were never really sure if it was real or not. And it was done without clarifying. And begins with, based on a true story. As well, the website used by the students in the film was completely real, and you could visit it. So it created an air of realism, and that's the first time that's ever happened. Like, they had never used say, that yeah. marketing I before. Yeah, I remember that was the big the big hoopla about it. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was like, oh, there was a big debate. People really did think it was real. Is it still up? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it is. I've looked at it before. Keep going. So as well, the posters for the film included one that was just a missing poster of three young filmmakers. And it was like, have you seen these people? They just appeared in the woods. Like, it wasn't like, this is a movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like DreamWorks on the bottom. It mm-hmm. was just like, have you seen these missing people? And people were like, what is this? What is this? Well, it's kind of like the, um, it kind of reminds me of uh, at least more recent one of, remember that, that movie Smile that came yeah. out recently? Mm-hmm. Where you just had random people at like certain sporting events standing in front of the camera and just smiling oh like i know i didn't know they did that i was like yeah okay. they did and it, but they didn't that say movie's anything. so good though they didn't say anything they just had people randomly like uh i think there was a playoff baseball game uh-huh. um where you had uh you had a woman standing or sitting behind home plate so you know that oh, camera's like right terrifying. there and she was just smiling i that, hate like, that creepy looky smile and i do love that marketing so much i i honestly think okay do you know how like years back there were people running around in clown suits just standing there staring at people menacingly. Yes. I think that was a guerrilla marketing campaign for the return of It because the next year, the remake of It came out. So I honestly think that Did was they ever a... confirm that? No, they never confirmed it. Because that would make a hell of a lot of but sense. But I think that was like part of the marketing campaign. Yeah, because that would make a hell of a lot of sense yeah. then. Because I, I remember 
I don't remember who I was talking to about that the other day, but I mentioned that I was like, "You remember that shit? It was so terrifying." Yeah, and like people, other people that were not involved in the beginning took it on and were quite scary. The other one that did sort of a a viral marketing campaign like that is the Fourth Kind with Mila Jovovich. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm-mm. Um, it's about a psychiatrist in Alaska, mm-hmm. and she's like interviewing this all these people, and like she inter- like she had um treated a woman and she recorded their sessions Mm -hmm. and she died like and it seemed mysterious like she could have been murdered she could have killed herself they don't really know Uh and when she's going over the tapes again she's listening and she's hearing things that she hadn't heard before and like all of a sudden she starts seeing all these creepy white owls they're not barn owls they're the other ones the ones that are creepier i can't remember their names but they're very uh prevalent in alaska um and it turns out like she thinks those are aliens and, like, it takes over her mind in the whole movie. It's insane. Whoa. And a lot of it is portrayed like it really did happen. I mean, we know Mila Jovovich is an actor. Mm-hmm. But it's portrayed like it really happened. And mm-hmm. then, like, it'll say, like, based on a true story. And at the end, it has a website. And you go on the website. And the website's active. And you can go and look through it. So, at first, I was like, is this real? And I was like, no, wait a minute. It's not real. Stop. Like, <laughs> There's something about... I mean, I mean, I think those campaigns are brilliant, though. Brilliant. But they're so tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> It fucks with you for sure. It does. It really. Oh. So anyway, this had this was like the first of those. Like yeah, yeah, the Blair Witch Project the was the first of those. It's widely known as the first ever movie to go viral. So oh yeah, huh. and again with this one, we never truly see the witch. We see what the witch can do. We see the fear of those influenced, but she's merely a concept to us. Unlike the last representation we talked about, though, this one is a more modern take. So it uses the idea of. Legends and gossip to create an idea of a witch from the 1700s who was persecuted as a witch and was left to die in the woods of exposure. It combines local legends like that of Rustin Parr, a man who, according to the movie, kidnapped kids in pairs in the 1940s and killed one while the other watched, and an 1800s tale of a young girl who was kidnapped in the woods for days, and when she returned, she spoke of a woman whose feet never touched the ground. (laughs) That sounds great. So Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez were the creators and writers of the film, and they used the theory that the creation was scarier than the execution in horror films. It turns out they were right. The film was a hit, and this is just like the history of witches that revolved around the unknown, the local gossip of who did what and how, and of course of women. As years go by, the legends and hauntings were added or changed, but they were still, like, the women were still persecuted. Mm -hmm. That's what they were kind of using. Mm -hmm. Like... There was a theory, a rumor about this woman that she was a witch. They left her out to die. And now all these bad things are happening because you did bad things to an innocent person. <laughs> right. I love that they did that. Yeah, that is pretty cool, though. Um, So this movie, if you've never seen it, it contains a lot of pagan effigies. So they have these um cairns, which are just like grave markers, um, which are just stacked stones. If you've ever seen that, like it's an old way to mark a grave when they didn't have like mm-hmm. chiseled grave markers right, and marble right. and stuff. Right, right. So they discover those, and then they discover dolls made of twigs hanging from trees, and bundles with pieces of a person, which are all tied to voodoo practices of hexing. Mm-hmm. And then they experience like shaking of their tent and misplacement of their personal belongings, which is heavily associated with poltergeists. Mm-hmm. And like, interesting, that's not, not a witch, but it's a ghost. And in this case, we're dealing with the ghost of a witch, because remember she died a long time. Yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this one is great for studying witches in film because it takes all of our ideas 
about evil witchcraft and it rolls them into one single thing so it makes all of our fears come true in the most realistic way because it's filmed like as if someone just has like a video camera and they're just filming they their friends in the, the woods evidence, pretty much yes thing. yeah so even people in real life were believing it this one like was just like a modern study in witch trials it didn't take much to bring out the tortures and pitchworks in 1999 like people were like this is real that was a real thing it's on a movie mm-hmm. so and i think people still think that to this day i mean from what i remember from it yeah it felt real for sure. It felt so real. Yeah. Like, that's why people were afraid to even watch it. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh my God, it's like real shit that went down. Yes. <laughs> and okay, so I do want to cover cover at least one positive portrayal of witches in media. And I feel like there are quite a few to choose from because we've actually got like Practical Magic, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Bewitched, WandaVision, kind of, The Craft, the Harry Potter franchise, Kiki's Delivery Service, The Wizard of Oz, like, the Halloween Town series. Like, there are so many positive portrayals of witches and witchcraft nowadays. Mm-hmm. Those are all modern, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I chose to focus on this one because it portrays the ways we think of witches now, which is still maintaining some of the old ways. And that would be The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is a TV show produced by Netflix yeah have you seen that one yeah it's the yeah. parts of it because yeah. I, I know amy watched it yeah 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 i always pretend like i don't like watching her stuff that i'm like always <laughs> so in the good. corner. I'm that one's really good yeah, it is pretty good um so netflix is like the epitome of like what modern television looks like if you want to see something interesting on tv turn them on honestly truly not an ad like they just are really good at filmmaking i'm not gonna lie they're you. not a sponsor just so <laughs> but anyway the sabrina spellman we find in this iteration is actually macabre morbid she's filled with dark fantasy um, the show doesn't shy away from blood sacrifices, the devil, religious debate, murder, necromancy, and most devious of all, sex. <gasps> <laughs> this... As long as you're not looking at your sister's boobs, it's fine. <laughs> I don't think Sabrina okay would ever do that. Ooh. Sabrina would never do that. <laughs> she lives um in the mortal wor- mortal realm and in the shadow realm, as she's also half mortal and half witch. Mm. That's mm-hmm. her concept. Mm-hmm. We get to see the juxtaposition of regular life in a hokey town called Greendale. Yes, it is next to Riverdale, canonically. So, <laughs> And the other realm that has its own school system, government, culture, religion, and most importantly, magic. As with the history of witches, to accept witchcraft into your life, you must sign the devil's book with your name. They worship the devil as a religion, and everything has a bit of evil tinge to it. Just the complete opposite of our world. There are many, like, pagan celebrations that we get to see played out by them in these really modern ways. And honestly, it's, like, a really fun show. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it kind of makes you be on the side of evil a little bit, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she's, like, this midway point for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's mostly fantasy, though, so there are a lot of unbelievable things in the show um, and inaccurate things. So, for example, the magic school um, that they have, they have a giant statue of Baphomet in the main hall. And, like, it's the official Church of Satan sued the show because they claimed that they used their version of a Baphomet they created. I remember reading about that, yeah. yeah. And they didn't like the association with, like, this fake school and, like, Mm -hmm. all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. So they eventually settled with Netflix in an undisclosed agreement. Wow. I want to know what's in that agreement. Yeah. Was it a lot of money? Was it, like, you're going to do a uh, real-life documentary about us? Like, what was it? Because that was recent, right? Uh, I would say... A couple years ago. That was, like, during the second season, and it only went three or four seasons. Four seasons. It went four seasons. Hmm. So, and it ended, like, last year. So, I would say maybe three or four years ago. Pre-pandemic. It had to be money, then. I think so. Because if it, if it would have been, like, a documentary or something, I think they would have already They would have lived up to their contractual obligation yeah, 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 by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. 
Wow, man, I should have done a documentary. That'd be pretty cool. I wish they would. Yeah. I really do. It'd be interesting to learn about that. So ultimately, Sabrina is the heroine of the series. Mm-hmm. Even when she becomes the queen of hell for a minute, you're always rooting for her. And she does end up doing the right thing, even if she makes mistakes. I mean, sometimes she's just selfish, but that could just be her being like a young, teenage, inexperienced person. Like, we right. all do that when we're kids. Right. Like, that's not necessarily evil. Just misjudgment. <laughs> no judgment. Yeah. The point is, for once, we're on the side of the witch in this one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this leads me to talk about how there is a current rise in the appreciation of all things dark and spooky lately. Mm -hmm. Like, if you notice, there's a huge influx in the spooky community. Right. So I've seen, like, a real uptick in appreciation of horror films, spooky things, Halloween season. It used to be, like, just me and my weird friends. (laughs) But I think this is just, like, this is just conjecture, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think that a combination of needing medical or spiritual answers for a generation of people, millennials and Gen Z alike, that don't believe in religion or God as much as their former generations did, Mm -hmm. and a deep need for escapism has bred this appreciation for the mystical and the spooky. Makes sense. Most people I know love reading their horoscope, tarot cards, they use crystals, they believe in ghosts, they watch creepy media. It's just so much more commonplace than it used to be, Mm -hmm. I think. And I think, like, religion holds us back from, like, experiencing a lot of those things. Like, I know that as soon as I let religion go as a teenager, I was like, yeah, a lot of things don't I don't understand. And I can accept that and not just be like, oh, it's God. Like, I don't have to do that. Right. It was just, like, oversimplified pretty much. Yes. Yeah. To make yourself feel better. Sure. Instead of saying, like, there are things that are unknown out there, and I have to accept that. Right. And I think that's kind of, like, uh, why we... Not to go off on a different tangent, but I think that's also why we as a society struggle so much with the gray area when it comes to an argument or it comes to like a certain, yes. certain like ethical points, right? Because mm-hmm. like we're either black or white. It's yeah. either this or that. Like yeah, there it's is good no, versus evil. There is no in between. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in that, depending on what the, what the thing is, right? That there is the possibility of two things coexisting at the same time. Exactly. And it's like, I think once you come to terms with that, you feel more at ease and and for me at least feel more at peace mm-hmm. with with how things work out. You don't have to pick a side and you don't have to be defensive about that side either. Right. right. Like they're like how about an like a good easy way of portraying that is to say what if someone is being abused by their husband mm-hmm. and then one day they kill their husband. Mm-hmm. Like are you saying that that person is bad and evil and they're going to hell because they killed somebody? Mm-hmm. Or how about they were being abused and they were put in a situation where psychologically and mentally they had no other way out? It was life or death for them at that point. Exactly. Right. And and, and I would argue at that point yeah. that, um, yes, the deed itself was evil. The deed yeah. itself was, was bad, terrible because negative. you took a life. Yeah. But under the circumstances. Like, was that your only way out? Did that have to happen? Did that person maybe deserve what they got? Right. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, it, it's like understanding that, yes, those two things can coexist. Yes. It could still be a bad thing that you did that. But it could also still be a good thing because that's all you had. Yeah. And it was either that or your own life to Your own life, your kid's life, Mm -hmm. and maybe Mm -hmm. even other people's lives. Like, what if that person took your life and then you went on to treat other people like that? Right. You have no idea. Exactly. So, you know, that's a big gray area. Like, Mm -hmm. do you kill somebody? No. But if you're, you know, in self-defense mode and you've been so abused that you literally can't see another way out, I see that. And, I legit- it. and legitimate self-defense, though. Oh, not, yes. not the type of thing where we, we make up this false threat 
as a way to justify oh yeah no no you're not just like saying well that person's out to get me right like or i don't like that so therefore i feel threatened by that no 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 no. this person is literally threatening their life and I, i don't remember what the term is but there's like a term for like when you legally defend someone that did that if they even did it when they weren't being physically attacked so like let's say the husband goes to sleep and she shoots him like it's because of her quote battered wife syndrome, right? That she's always in that mental state. Right. She's in fear forever, even right. when he's asleep. Right. And and I mean, see, at that point, like I like I said, I would side on the fact that one, yes, it was you took a life. Mm-hmm. Let's call that what it is. But also, I get it. You and lived I, you lived a life the way that you were living it, exactly. In constant fear that this could be the last day that you're gonna be here. Exactly. And know? I feel like we should have some sort of like, obviously not a hard line, but like. We should have something more, I guess, appropriate for that in legal defense, because whenever that happens, it's different. The outcome is different every time legally, like Mm -hmm. the judge just decides. So they're like, oh, in this case, it's manslaughter because I I do understand that she was tormented. Or some people will be like, no, murder one because she murdered someone and Mm -hmm. I'm a very literal person. And it's like you can't interpret the law that way. And, and, And that's the issue that I have with states determining their own way of ruling like that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because the circumstances could be similar across the board mm-hmm. but you can get different results depending on where you're uh, at different states different counties that even. doesn't make any sense it makes no sense different people because consist- the judge will just decide right that would be one of the few times i'd be okay with that consistent result like this yes is it. Like, yeah this and is it's, it's very rare it. that i would say because obviously everything is circumstantial right but there has to be some sort of basis for saying this is where we start mm-hmm. and it's never going to go beyond that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't think you should get murder one if you can prove that you've been abused and that's very hard i understand that but if most people in those cases are like yeah here's the proof that i was abused i reported it several times went to the hospital over and over again right i have text messages saying this Where to my, my friends. life was being threatened yeah uh, you know my friends themselves uh, it's on my ring it. camera like, right right and then they're like mm, well you still get murder one and it's like that's not that's not fair that's but again, not right that's the black and white thinking right exactly not allowing the gray to kind of exactly add some sort of influence to we it. we love that gray area <laughs> i like gray so my question to you and of course like all of our listeners and watchers today is do you think that we're seeing a cultural shift in the acceptance of which or we will eventually shift back to the former in the western world anyway i i see a shift happening Mm -hmm. but i also worry that kind of going back to the whole capitalism thing Mm -hmm. where that's gonna have its ugly tentacles come into play Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right because I see a lot of people embracing the spooky spooky, embracing mm-hmm. the unknown, embracing a lot of those things, right? But I also see a lot of commercialized things mm-hmm. happening within that stuff, too. So that's why it's kind of like, mm, that's probably more my fear. I don't yeah. fear going back to where it's a stigma, it's a taboo, and you know, like anyone that even talks about it is like, you know, dangerous and we're going to shun them from society. I don't worry about that part. I worry about the fact that it's going to be watered down. Yeah. And I worry about the fact that people are going to glamorize it in a way where it's like, oh, okay, I'm doing this because it's cool. Not because I'm having Mm -hmm. some sort of spiritual connection to the concepts or like connecting in a, and I think that's happening now. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I think, I think there are people that are like, you know, they're jumping on the train because they're like, that looks cool and I like it. And I don't, I'm not going to say that that's bad. Like, if you like the way something looks, that's your style. Right. Go ahead and do that. Right. But I do think that, like, because that makes it a passing phase, mm-hmm. then, like, companies will latch onto that and they'll be like, oh, we're ready for something else. Right. Like, spring has to look different than winter. Right. So then they're going to change the look and then people are going to be like, well, now I'm this. 
and it's like they're gonna leave behind all those those practices mm-hmm. i do hope they pick up something valuable from it and and that's my my point right it's not necessarily that that just because you you think it's cool that you shouldn't like it right mm-hmm. because i mean that's kind of sometimes that's, that's, that's kind starts. of the, that's yeah that, that's a catalyst for something yeah. you know what i mean like i know for me like getting into paranormal getting into cryptids and things like that it was just curiosity at first mm-hmm. like oh what that all about mm-hmm. you know but then the more i read into it the more that i heard stories the more that uh i did research and things the mm-hmm. more i was like oh, okay all right uh, you know i'm starting to believe this a little bit more you know what i mean so it's like yeah it, it starts somewhere right and I, and, and I get that you know what i mean like but for for the individual that just simply not the individual but more of again capitalism itself mm-hmm. Looking at this like, oh, this is a cash cow we haven't tapped into yet. Exactly. Let's make some money off of this yeah. bitch. It's like, nah. I mean, that's why the screen movies came back. I honestly truly believe that because yeah. they had said the fourth one was the final one, and they were never going to do another one again. And how long ago was that? Uh years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Like in the early in the early two thousands, it was probably like two thousand five or six or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. eight two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like now we're getting new screen movies with new screen queens like Jenna Ortega. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't get me wrong. Like the Scream franchise is my absolute favorite. I'm a scream scream queen. I'm a final girl. I it love it. Cool. It's it, pretty cool. It was so fucking good. I saw the recent one on opening uh, weekend. I love it, and I'm here for that. But mm-hmm. I am afraid it's a passing fad, and I'll have to see a time in life where we will not be looked upon positively. Like, even in particular, like, this podcast. Right. Like, people that listen to this podcast, like, it, it's very the rage right now. Right. But I'm afraid that, like, you know, people are going to come and go. But I think that's where us, like, us, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, people watching and listening and everything, if we truly, authentically connect and appreciate these things, mm-hmm. to keep that in the forefront still. Right. Like to understand that, yeah, there could be the possibility that it, it might go back. Yeah. I don't think so. Again, because like I said, I feel like a lot of people are genuinely connecting more to these things. Mm-hmm. But we also, if it does, I mean, let's be real. We're going to put that on ourselves at that point because we've allowed <laughs> it to get to that point. Right. Yeah. Like, like yeah. don't let it get to where it's like, OK, it's just a commercialized fad mm-hmm. where people just financially exploiting that. Mm-hmm. If you if you truly believe and care and connect with the things that we talk about, the things that you guys research, the the all that, mm-hmm. then do it authentically. Do it. Yeah. Don't I think so. and don't just be like, oh, because this is the new trend. Oh, because this is the way that things look. Oh, because it looks really cute. Let me buy that instead. Yeah. Then yeah, you got your. I, I I in my opinion, I think you got your priorities out of whack. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> maybe, but like, you know that, like, that might be a young person thing, right? And but my thought is, you can still think it's cute and appreciated while still respecting and and getting part of that history with it. That's true. Do you know what I'm saying? That's very true. Again, that idea of the gray area. Yeah, that's I, I would argue that'd be the gray area of that, right? It's like yeah, you can still appreciate it, think it's cute, go into the fashion sense of it or like mm-hmm. the popularity sense of it. But still have that level of respect and understanding with it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to completely immerse yourself into it. And be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm mm-hmm. like OG fan type of thing. Like, you don't have <laughs> to do that either. But at least have that level of respect and understanding that, mm-hmm. yes, there are people that truly believe in those things. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and... don't come into it like, oh, this is a game. Mm-hmm. And then people that really, truly do have spiritual connections to those kinds of things. Like they are gonna see right through that. It's gonna be disrespectful to them, right? And it's gonna it's it's 
that in itself is going to create that trend of where it's like more isolating. Yes. Where it's like they're going to want to keep that away. It's like, no, yeah, no, I, we're I, not going to let you exploit yeah, that. Then they're going to start gatekeeping. Right. And, and, and we, we don't, don't like that. to do that in no, the spiritual no, 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 community. No, no. We don't. And I, I will say I don't think it's going to go back to like being um like witch hunting like in society no, as no, a no, whole. No, 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 no. Because I just feel like we've made such a shift in like religiosity mm-hmm. in the Western world, specifically mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we've made a big shift in like understanding other people's religions and like being like the fun salad bowl that we are here in this country. Like right. I think we understand as our generation and the generation after us and the generation after them, like they understand and respect other people's religious boundaries mm-hmm. so much that they're not going to go back to doing that. Yeah. Like eventually those boomers that don't get that and won't do it, they're going to die out. They're going to fade out. So. Yeah. And and honestly, let that stay there. Yeah. Because we don't need that shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about yeah. inclusivity. I'm all about being open. I'm all about learning and embracing and immersing yourself. I'm not about to say that I'm like, you know, any sort of like religious concept one way or the other where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm atheist or oh, I'm Buddhist or oh, I'm mm-hmm. a Hindu. But I love all those things. Mm-hmm. Learning about all those things. Understanding yeah. how people can connect to that. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. Don't commercialize it. But yeah, <laughs> just like understanding that, listen, it's going to be different. Exactly. And it's not going to match what I want. But there's nothing wrong with that. Nah. Yeah. Like, I, like it, it, even for for those Christians that want to feel persecuted, right? Mm-hmm. They feel like, oh, I'm being oppressed. You're not being oppressed. Mm-hmm. You're just being told that your way isn't the only way. Yeah. And be cool and with that. Yeah. Well, they use it as a, a like a point of power. Right. So they're like, all, if all of us are Christian, then I'm part of the group in power. But if only some of us are Christian, then I have no power. And it's like, oh my you God, can't you have use to be a minority, power. huh? <laughs> What's that like? Not yeah. that we would know what that's like to be a minority. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. What is the other term we use? It's not, we don't use minority as much anymore because it's not, it's not statistically accurate. Dis- disenfranchised? Um, yeah. Is it like disenfranchised or yeah. like, um, marginalized is the term mm-hmm. i was looking for like if you're a marginalized group because you can be a large group of people and be marginalized yeah so i mean look at slavery like chattel mm-hmm. slavery large group of people yeah extremely marginalized in the most horrific extreme terms well you're right so you're right you don't have to be in the minority statistically to be taken down by anybody just depends on where power shifts and in our case it's capitalism so yeah. money wherever the money is that's where you're going to find that. Yeah. But I guess, you know, that was a long-winded way of saying, I don't think we're going to go back. <laughs> but I, I don't want that to become diluted. Yes. And I was looking for a long-winded way of saying that because I like the conversation surrounding this. Yeah. I'm all for it, dude. And yep. I'm all for learning it. I'm all for breaking down those stigmas and, and, you know, questioning and pushing back, which is why, you know, when I learned about, started learning a little bit more about voodoo, too, I was like, the fuck dude (laughs) yeah that's another example of that of how Mm -hmm. we allowed the fear to dilute it to a point of where it's like so misinterpreted so misunderstood misinterpreted misunderstood completely different than it used to be yeah just it's yeah voodoo is one of the most quickly fading religions and spiritualities i think here and it's so sad because i feel like it like it at its core, it's a beautiful concept. Yeah, and about spirituality and nature. I and think it's to it's all that. extreme. Like it's one of the most extremely sad ones because you force these people to come here and be slaves, mm-hmm. and 
you went to their areas of land, like the Dominican Republic. You went to the Caribbean, right. and you forced them into slavery over sugarcane, and yep. they had to flee here, and they brought their things here, and you were like, don't do that. You can't do that here. Yeah. And it's like, well, you force these people to you go dis- from one place to the next to the next. You disenfranchise them. Yeah. And then like- you're like, nope, you can't do that. It's just, it's it's fucking ugly. There's a really ugly history in our country of that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I learned a little bit about that when we were doing the ghost tour. Oh, yeah. Uh, our, our our tour guide, she she brought some of that information on board. Because we did discuss a little bit of voodoo. I love too, that. While we were doing all that. I love that they know what they're talking about there in New Orleans. Usually. It's pretty brilliant. <laughs> it's pretty brilliant. Before we rapidly rap. Rapidly. No, ra- not rapidly rapidly. <laughs> I'm not very good at it anyway. <laughs> Just a friendly reminder for everybody to follow us on the socials. Ease. Uh, Instagram, TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a Facebook, so never mind that part. No. Uh, yeah, Instagram and TikTok. We are on those two. We have a link tree in our bios mm-hmm. for both that will lead you to each respective social, but also to where you can catch all of our episodes, mm-hmm. which are SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's and random... any other places you get your podcast exactly you know yeah. some random neighbors <laughs> streaming service if you're pirating it them. off of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> we encourage that we encourage spread them. the word yeah you can you can like it that that's fine but leave us some really nice um oh yes reviews that i'm would... talking some five stars that would make my day Por favor. um but if you don't have time to do it or you forgot about it um you can go ahead and just give us a listen and we love that mm-hmm. we want you to hear this and engage with it and have fun for sure uh dms or um on instagram or tiktok or even email us at cryptids and mystics podcast at gmail.com yes um our handles on tiktok and instagram are cryptid and mystic pod because um, mm-hmm. a little bit shorter mm-hmm. so you can find us there and ask us questions you know ask us for um requests yes we take requests Down for that too obviously if you have any stories Oh, we love that. Yeah, we now take For audio sure. submissions. Yep. So if you have, a, if you want to submit an audio clip, absolutely. Please if do that. You're within range, and you want to meet up, and we can interview you as well. We like interviews. I'm all for that. We do. Um, you all let us know. Yeah. We would love to have you be a part of this whole experience as well. And if you want to be a part of our Patreon, you're probably already watching this here, but for the listeners, yeah. Um, if you want to be part of our Patreon, we have a. $3 level and a $5 level mm-hmm. and you can join at any time. It's monthly, so it's not a huge expense, but we do thank you. You did pay for our great coffee today. That's right. Thank so, you, guys. Thank um, you so and that's really what it's going to come down to. It's just going to pay for our caffeine addiction and also uh hopefully be able to do much more content for you guys. Yeah. I would love to do that. Uh, me and Sarah have talked have lots of ideas that we want to do mm-hmm. and we would love your support for that um especially if you're enjoying this yeah uh, i'm enjoying this so Same. it's all about me here no it's about me <laughs> anyway uh it's about us really mm-hmm. uh, and it's about you as well you know we appreciate you guys so much and we really do hope you're enjoying it because we enjoy making it yeah so. it's, a, it's a labor of love mm-hmm. we do the research we get together we put on our podcasting caps and then I do um, all the editing, and it kills me inside. <laughs> she does that because she knows that I won't do it proper. That's why. I don't know how he'll do it. I, he hasn't done she hasn't, it yet, She hasn't so. trusted me yet. Yeah. Um, you, you can go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Okay. <laughs> you heard her. She said it. Ah! Okay. <laughs> Anything right, else? Thanks, y'all. No. That's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you again soon. This was episode 11. Mm-hmm. Shook. Should we do something fun for 13? 
Ooh. Let's get a tattoo. <laughs> I always want a tattoo. I'm down for that, man. <laughs> ever, ever since getting this first one, I'm in. That's it. Yeah, you know? he, he only has that one. Just one. one we have, I have different words, but we have like the same font in the same area. And plus my hairiness is going to start covering it, so I might have to shave my arms. <laughs> I need you to see it. I have more than one. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Patreon's not going to go towards my tattoos, I promise. Um, maybe. Depends how much money we get. That's that, that right there. That <laughs> then right they there. get to pick our tattoo, and that would be scary. Ooh, imagine. No, we have no. to give them options. Options. They're like, they're like, get ooh, get like a funny blob. Get a butt. <laughs> get a butt. And a, and a tat, and the tattoo on the butt's going to be your, your logo. <laughs> That's really detailed. It's like, oh, it's like really like dimensions mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anything else? I don't know, else? folks, but uh, stay curious. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye. Bye.